Hello, fellow fans. I'm Mark. United with me is my co-host, the Cones of Dunshire, Master Brian. What up, Brian? My farmer. My lowly farmer. All the way to the central cone. Welcome, everyone, to UWF on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. On the last episode, Brian and I united at UWF Stadium to crown an on-screen football team champion just in time for the new college and pro season. On this week's Rewind episode, Brian and I are going to revisit with guest host Kara to discuss parks and recreation. Now throw on your mouse rat or a little Sebastian shirt as United We Fan starts now. All right, let's do this one last time. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Football is life. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. X never, ever marks this spot. Is Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? This is the way. Avengers! Assemble. Ah, oh, chills. Literal chills. Hello, fans. Thank you all for uniting with us as we talk about all things fandom. Please give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can unite with more fans out there on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Brian, let our listeners know if they want to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, how to do so. Follow us on Instagram at UnitedWeFan underscore podcast or on Facebook at UnitedWeFan the podcast. Or X Twitter or Twitter X. But yes, this week's episode is going to be a UWF Archive Rewind episode where we check out Parks and Recreation with special guest hosts and fan of the show, Kara. But before that, Brian, it's dark times for Marvel Studios. Uh, Lots of delays. I don't know if it's dark times. I think it's what we expected. They're going to start spreading things out and they can't make the good stuff because I don't think Echo is the good stuff. So they're going to push that (laughs) from Thanksgiving and give it to us in late January. They haven't decided whether it's going to be all six episodes dropping all in January, or if they're going to go back to a regular release schedule. All I know is this new Ahsoka release schedule of the night before needs to become a thing. Not that I'll prioritize Echo, but I'll probably prioritize Loki like I am Ahsoka. Brian, I have had the privilege of having the Loki sauce. That sounds weird. The McDonald's. Loki sweet and sour sauce. There we go. That sounds better. Doesn't it just taste like sweet and sour sauce, I assume? It tastes like I am burdened with glorious purpose every time I dip it in a nugget. That's what it tastes like. Alrighty then. Um, I <clears throat> seeing how Secret Invasion went, by the way, I Secret Invasion I think is my least favorite of all marvel studio projects i think i've come to that conclusion um seeing how that went and how the not great outlook for echo is i think they're just going to drop them all at one time and not do week to week for echo but who knows they might have a gap to fill and need to do week to week for it that's that's where i'm expecting because skeleton crew the new star wars show that takes place within the mando verse um was going to be december ish now it's not as well so it's also in a bit of a delay wonder man which isn't even technically announced starring yaya abdul mateen um was filming they can't film anymore daredevil born again supposed to be 18 episodes they can't film so 
they've got to spread out this content as much as anything. And I think Dune delaying is the only thing that kept the Marvels in November. And I'm hearing that the Marvels is 94 minutes long. That's not good. I look at it a different way. I think it's good. Um, the I think it means they don't have a story. I look at it as the other Marvel movies had too much that could have been cut out, too much fluff, too much nonsense. And with the Marvels, they said, nope, we're going to get just straight to the story and stick with it. Um, and I think they know they they really need a winner. So according to Fandango, it is the most anticipated movie um, later this year for the later 2023. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, for anyone who still orders tickets through Fandango, there you go. All right, friends, it's time to rewind, dig into the United We Fan archives as we look at Parks and Recreation, like I said, with special guest host Kara. But before that, Pawnee has some word from our sponsors. Bobby Newport's never... Oh, you meant a sponsor commercial. Okay, sorry. Hey guys, Dizlife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Shipping Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Well, now we're going to get into Parks and Rec. And on this episode, um, the wonderful Kara is joining us as we take a trip to Pawnee, Indiana. take it away all right so if you listen to our office episode if you haven't what are you doing you need to go back and listen but we are going to be very mount rushmore heavy as we discuss parks and rec kara is very prepped like i said we've been talking about doing this episode since january so we've we've had a lot of time to sit and think on it um and everybody's ready to go we have mount rushmores of our favorite characters our favorite side characters our favorite season, not our Mount Rushmore of seasons, even though we could do that as well. Running jokes, gifts, quotes, all that kind of stuff. So let's start it out with the characters. Kara, we're going to go right to you. Who are your four Mount Rushmore characters on Parks and Recreation? So obviously I'm going to start with Ron Swanson, Leslie Nope, Andy Dwyer, and I'm going to hit you with my first hot take, John Ralphio. That's, I don't think... Is that a hot take? Oh, Mark, we are buddies. We are vibing today. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> so I, I work John Ralphio in a different way. I'm going to be I honest. Knew. Like I don't know no. if he's no no no. He's not in my least favorite. Not at all. Oh. Um, okay. But uh, I worked him in a different way. I could not put him in over. I can't believe you don't have Ben Wyatt in your 
top I four. love Ben. Probably my honorable mention would be Donna. I think she's so funny <laughs> and underrated. I'm about to come down on this dude like Thor's hammer Mjolnir. I'm about to go Mjolnir on his ass. I, I do I do enjoy Donna as well. For me, uh, actually, Mark, go ahead. How about who's your four favorite characters on Parks and Rec? Leslie Nope, love her. Um, Ron, and then um, Chris, and Ooh. then uh, and Ben. Yeah, those are my four. All right. I I do not care for Amy Poehler. Um, it's the reason it took me so long to get into this show in general. I've said it on many occasions. Feeling I don't care That's for, a hot take. I don't, care for, take. I don't care for Amy Poehler. I don't care for That's Tina Fey. Take. And I don't care for Kate McKinnon. I don't care about I, any Women of the three of them. And I mean, you, that is Brian? not true, Who Kara. Hurt? Do not put that on me. Who um, hurt you? I just, I don't, I just don't like them that much in any other things that they're in. Um, but Leslie Nope is good, but she did not make my top four for me. I have Ron Swanson, of course, Ben Wyatt, Andy Dwyer and April Ludgate Dwyer. I no, we really like Chris trigger is going to get overlooked. I love like, Chris too. Chris okay. is, I mean, there's just not, there's that's how good of an ensemble cast this show has. That's true. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So mm-hmm. let's, let's stick with the main ensemble cast then. And any of your least favorite characters come from kind of your, your main characters, Kara. Feeling I'll stop pushing that button soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one was hard for me actually, because I really like the characters on the show. I feel like even the ones I don't like have their purpose. Um, but I went with Oren. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what? When they go to what? the human, that episode where they go to the human zoo. Moo. Moo. Quiet, weirdo. Aren't you supposed to be a sheep? No. You are. Oh, shut up. So, Oren, I've got the original city manager on there. I don't even remember his name. I thought he was kind of boring. April's two boyfriends in the first two seasons. I didn't think they added a lot to the show. Uh, and then I got Marsha and Marsha Langman. <laughs> Again, oh, like I think they're yeah. funny, but they're just not my favorite. <laughs> I, I went far more mainstream with my least favorite characters. And one of them is going to just piss Kara off. And I'm kind of excited. I do not care for Ann Perkins. And Kara knew this already. Uh, I just, I don't care for Ann Perkins. She's not interesting to me. I think Kara, I think Kara, I think, uh, Ann, (laughs) Ann and Leslie's relationship is what's fun about Ann and all of Leslie's nicknames for Ann. But Ann Perkins in general really, really bothers me, especially all of her relationship decisions. She just annoys me. Um, Tom Haverford drives me insane. And this is what Kara is talking about, where even the main characters you don't love, like they still have a purpose. Like where would this show be without Tom Haverford and all of his entrepreneurial ideas? But he annoys the crap out of me. And then of course, Jeremy jam, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy jam. You're supposed to hate him. So, I mean, it's kind of cheating when you say he's your least favorite, but he creates some of the funniest, funniest things. Here comes the boo. All dressed in boo, boo, Leslie, no, boo, 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 Dude, what are you doing? I'm being awesome. Boo, boo, Leslie, boo. I just got jammed. Um, I'm not, I don't hate your Ann Perkins thing. I, I think they, they knew they had to limit her storyline and kind of faded her out for a reason. Well, and Rashida um, Jones is very, very successful as a writer and everything else that she's doing. So she was kind of moving on anyway. So like, yeah. I, I get it. I just didn't care for her character. 
Don't you come at me about her. I remember her from Boston Public. I go way back with Ooh, her. So anyways. Boston Public. I don't think she's a bad character, but I, I am. I think it was a good writing creative decision to fade her out. So I, I liked that she brought kind of like a different vibe to the show because she was like the rest of us. Like everybody else was these yeah. big like city government people. And Anne was just a normal I, 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 like, I loved I her and that. Leslie and oh mm-hmm. Brian Valentine's Day. Come on, man. <laughs> you said you were with me not 30 seconds ago. No, I no, you like don't like her. I I I had her in like you know, she's okay group, not least favorite. Hey man. I don't know. All right. My least favorite, I, I am I gonna disappoint you all if I say it's only one person on the list? Aww. <laughs> like you. Because here's the thing, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, man, there's only one person. And I remember this because someone said they they thought I looked like him, and I was really upset by this. And that's why I was like, I know it's him. Um, Mark Bandanowitz, he's my least favorite character. (laughs) Okay, well, let's just get into it. Kara, Fandanowitz or Brandanowitz? Um, I am under the camp of, like, I didn't mind him, but I also didn't miss him. Like, it takes you a few episodes before you even notice that he's gone. Yeah, I um, I actually rewatched season one and two the least, um, except for the flu episode in season two. Uh, but but I'm I'm not a fan Danowitz whatsoever. Mark, you're clearly not either. Wait, wait, Brian, hang on. I'm I'm still upset. Did I don't remember? Did you have Leslie on your least favorite characters? No, no, I'm not okay, that stupid. Good. I like Leslie. I just I'm don't, sorry. I, I was just, just don't like so Amy triggered by you. Okay, we're good. Everything's I just, fine. I just don't care about Amy Poehler. Like I like Leslie. Yeah. So to give you an idea how much, when you said I had to answer the question, fan of Dan or not, I put in all caps, not. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> fan Dan no wits. Fan Dan not wits. That was bad. Anyways. <laughs> he, I mean, he was heavily involved. And if you watch like the first season for season and a half, like he, he makes really bad decisions. That's kind of the point of the character. But he pushes a lot of other characters into good story arcs and what they're supposed to do. So, like, he kind of serves a purpose, but he outlived mm-hmm. his purpose very, very quickly. So, I was, I'm, I, Ben Wyatt and Chris Traeger were significant improvements to replace him. And that's the thing, too. I feel like had they not replaced him with the level that they did, maybe people would have liked him a little more. The show would not be as good if they hadn't. It would not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's stick with characters then. Kara, your Mount Rushmore of side characters, recurring characters that didn't have full roles in the show. Okay, I'm going Ethel Beavers. I don't know why Leslie Nope's on trial and the Beavers did it! Beavers did it! (laughs) I love Ethel Beavers. Jennifer Barkley, of course. Uh, Bobby Newport. Oh. And Barney the Accountant. Bobby Newport's (laughs) never had a real job. In his life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Barney the accountant is 100% yes. accurate, and he is also on my list. Ben! Ben is here. Hi, Ben. Ted! Ben is here. Hey, it is actuarially very good to see you guys. <laughs> Dad! They like me here. You gotta hear this. Well done. Thank you. I, I looped in Bobby Newport with Jennifer Barkley. I feel like they're kind of a, a tag team, so I'm kind of cheating Ooh. there. I'm also including Henry Winkler's character of Dr. Saperstein. 
Love and him. by doing so, I it's because of the relationship that he has with John Ralphio and Mona Lisa. I also have something to say. I have done nothing wrong ever in my life. I know this. And I love you. I love you too, Daddy. Money, please! My money. Yep. Daddy, I've never done anything wrong in my Just the entire Saperstein family. Like, John Ralphio, for me, isn't in the show enough to call him a full main character. But Ben Schwartz as John Ralphio is amazing. Jenny Slate as Mona Lisa, like it's taken me a really long time to come around. But once I came around, I guess it's like the 2018 animated Grinch. Like if you watch it enough, maybe you just kind of figure it out. But, I have never oh done anything wrong in oh my, my life, god. and you know that. Oh my god. The, the two, <laughs> that was so dirty. <laughs> in the very last episode, with the don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Like, Mona Lisa, I've come around on, but Dr. Saperstein having an out for Tom and just everything when he's yelling at Tom, talking about how he's going to crush you, and then immediately, oh, and there's the heartbeat. With <laughs> I love it so much. So those are my four, and then a shout out to uh, Crazy Ira and the douche. Oh, uh, oh no, oh, I actually God. didn't give four. Bobby Newport and Jen Barkley, the Saperstein family, Barney, and my fourth one, hands down, has to be on there is Perd Happily. Issue number one is the first issue we're going to talk about. Every time the guy speaks, he puts his foot in his mouth. <laughs> That's a hilarious image, a foot in a mouth. <laughs> it's a common expression. <laughs> okay. I love how you say fourth. That's like your eighth, but go ahead. <laughs> I'd like to add Mona Lisa to mine because I originally had her on with John Ralphio as a tag team for my favorites, and I forgot to say that. So my bad. I love Pert Happily, though. Just his very obvious statements. I, he's the best. No. Mark, side characters? Uh, I have Catherine Hahn on there. I'm not saying that Leslie Nope is a dog murderer, per se. I just think that her actions raise some questions. Like, for example, is she a dog murderer? As Jennifer, I feel like you got to. Um, and then I, ha I have Ben Schwartz, John Raffio. I got him. I enjoy him so much. Yes. Um, Brian, like, I don't know. Anyways. Um, I said I liked him. Why, why do you keep coming after me? I just... Uh, anyways. Um... And then I like Councilman Jam. Yep. I, I, I like Jam. So then next for me was really challenging because um, I love Tammy too. Megan Mullally, I love Tammy too. So all of her stuff I think is fun. It's funny, especially when she's there with Ron. It's disturbing um, is what it is. And then, of course, Bobby Newport. Yeah. So when he lost the election spoiler alert i i thought that was hilarious his um i like i thought that was hilarious i can't ever not do it bobby newport's never had a real job in his life bobby newport <laughs> bobby newport okay jerry now you're just messing around <laughs> uh, yeah okay well I, this, like we said, this this character has, or this show has, so many good characters, and the characters are essential into what makes these types of shows the best thing. So, Kara, we're going to start with you, of your Mount Rushmore of running jokes on the show. Excellent. So, first one by far is the town halls. 
like oh. the, the guys that they have, like the chanting guys, like ham and mayonnaise, ham and mayonnaise. <laughs> Or like the up in arms guy, like I'm not always up in arms about something <laughs> or like just people who are angry about random things. Always funny. It is just always funny. Um, I also have on there Ron smelling Tammy. Like when he's just like, oh, she's here. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Um, accountant Barney and Ben, like Ben always quitting. Oh. Like I have that on there because oh, it's heartbreaking God. and also hilarious at the same yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> and I also have Brandy Max <laughs> always coming to Leslie's aid. <laughs> the porn star. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that's so funny, <laughs> but I also have Burt Macklin on there as an honorable mention. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have seven running jokes written down and you only gave one Mark. Really? Running jokes, Mark. Carrie, you clean sweeped me. The only thing one, and if I missed it, I'm sorry, but treat yourself. I say that so often. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. I love it. That's in the yeah. quotes. Yeah. I, just every time they bring up treating themselves, I love the episode or I love the uh, segment. So that's okay. good under quotes too. I'm with you there, but um, whenever it's a treat yourself moment, I'm all there. <laughs> the treat yourself episode where they go across the country and Josh Groban orders the fish from Josh Groban. <laughs> I love that one so much. Uh, okay. So Kara said Burt Macklin and Janet Snakehole. Uh, so I'm going to put an honorable mention on Burt Macklin. Um, my other honorable mention I'm going to go with is DJ Roomba. Um, DJ Roomba always cracks me up. Uh, number four is breakfast food and everybody's obsession with breakfast food, especially Ron yeah. and Leslie and the waffles and and giving uh, and giving Leslie the the waffle maker for for the anniversary. Mm-hmm. Did I not ask for whipped cream on this? I just thought of two. Go, Brian. You're good. I just thought of two. Thank you. Okay. Uh, my next one is going to be Jerry's family. Eggs, bacon, and toast. Eggs, bacon, and toast. Why don't you start your day the garbage way with eggs, bacon, and toast? Just when you first see Christy, Christy Brinkley and Ben just cannot get over it. <laughs> And then all of his daughters and when Leslie goes to Jerry's house because they missed his, uh, what was it? His birthday or his retirement or something. And they sing the song and like, and Jerry like catches the coffee mug falling off the table and he like flips it up. And she's like, what universe am I living in? Uh, Jerry's family makes me laugh. Uh, number two, Duke silver. A mighty fine holiday evening to you all. It might be cold outside. But it's about to get warm all up in my jazz. Oh, okay. Just the That's character wonderful. of yep. Duke Silver is amazing. And then number one, I can't believe we're this far into discussing this show, and this is the first time he's coming up, and that is Lil Sebastian. You take a running leap and you learn to fly. Bye, bye, Lil Sebastian. Miss you Satisfaction. Bye, bye, Lil Sebastian. He 
So Will Sebastian and the fact that Ben doesn't get it while everybody else completely gets it is hilarious. Yeah, it's it so funny. And then, oh man, it's just, I love, I love everything about Lil Sebastian. And then that song that Andy writes for his funeral makes an appearance at the unity concert and everywhere else. Uh, just Lil Sebastian is the funniest inside joke of the entire show. Yeah. Was that, um, what were the, you got one of the two. Uh, the other one was just the, um, the, the native American tribe that owns a lot of the town and how they always come in. The Wama. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. And how just, they play on the lack of intelligence of Pawnee whenever like a situation arises. I always love that. All right. Well, we do have quotes and gifts and I at least have a separate set for Ron Swanson because Ron Swanson's quotes and his gifts are in a league of their own. So let's go with other quotes from the show. Kara said you had treat yourself as one of your favorite quotes from the show. What were some of your other favorites? Yeah. Treat, treat yourself was a, yeah, is on there. Uh, money, please. Is on there. <laughs> money, money, please. Cause I say that a lot. Um, one that I think is a little bit of a dark horse is in the episode where um, Ron is doing the the tutelage of the Ron Swansons and he's telling them about shaving their head when he points at the kid and is like, Under my tutelage, you will grow from boys into men, from men into gladiators, and from gladiators into Swansons. Haircuts. There are three acceptable haircuts. High and tight, crew cut, buzz cut. Are the scissors broken in your house, son? I laugh every time an inappropriate amount. I don't know why. Just something about the kid's face afterwards, the way Ron <laughs> says it, just calling him out in front of everyone. Amazing. Uh, and my number one has got to be uh, John Ralphio. The world. I didn't do any gifts. I'm one of those that call it gifs. You you um, you didn't do gifts or you do have gifts? I did not. Okay. Right. I I use the one of um Andy like being excited all the time when oh, yeah. the camera zooms in. I use that all the time. And um <laughs> Where, can we speak in private where they're trying to figure out who's pregnant? And he's who's like pregnant? Oh, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so and good. Then, like I think the other two like I definitely use it on our Facebook page a lot. Ron on his headphones jamming out whenever someone's like, listen to this episode. <laughs> I do that one a lot. And then um drunk Ron, like dancing, I use those gifts a lot. I use the one a lot of Ben turning around, winking. Oh, I do that one, yes. While he's That's in the while one. he's in the accounting firm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, quotes for me, uh, I you got so many good ones. The only two I always would go with is um <laughs> can't believe we're at Hogwarts. No, that's Buckingham Palace. Hogwarts is fictional. Do you know that? It's important to me that you know that. I lose it every time. And then I, I think the other one is um, uh, Andy. Um, I think it's season two. Um, Leslie, I typed your symptoms in the thing up here, and it says you could have a network connectivity problem. Yes. <laughs> and that was improv. Was, was it? it? Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. wow. Any other time I think of uh, of improv on this show, it's it's Chris Pratt and his Kim Kardashian line. Yes. Any other quotes, Mark, or other gifts? Uh, I, oh, I 
I used the um, Ben when he's like, oh, he winnied. I don't get it. When he looks at the camera about little Sebastian, I use that gif. I use that line. Like, uh, for example, listener and good uh, friend of the show, Frankie, um, he loves Stitch, the character from Disney. I don't get it. don't get it. So whenever people are like, oh my God, it's Stitch in a new color. It's a new experiment. I love Stitch. I'm like, okay, I don't get it. <laughs> so yeah, I look at the imaginary camera. I definitely do that. Just like the office in Parks and Rec where there's times where somebody else says something and I look at the camera. So Kara nailed it. I'm going to go gifts first. The winking Ben where he just looks back at the camera and winks. It's amazing. Uh, and these are not the Ron Swanson ones, by the way. I love the one where where you where you act like you're an adult, you know what you're doing, and you got Chris Traeger at the front and he's smiling, and then Andy's in the back acting like a monkey. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, the one I use, the Andy surprise face we talked about, the one where the grizzle guy is sitting on the back of the couch where he's talking about how we don't say no, so he just goes, nah, bro. Like, I love the nah, bro <laughs> one. Uh, another one of Ben, and where it's the it's the snake juice one where he's like, baba booey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the one I've honestly found myself using the most is John Ralphio, where where Craig yells at him and he's like, I want to go horseback riding. And John Ralphio just responds with, deal. <laughs> I love that one so much. As for quotes, um, that one's a Ron one. That one's a, okay. So this one is Andy where he goes, was it Putin? Voldemort Putin. <laughs> and then when Tom yells at Donna, genuine, your cousin is genuine. I love that one too. The, and, genuine. the genuine. And then when he shows up during the unity concert, it's so good. Um, and then <laughs> when they're in the hallway and Andy comes out and goes, Leslie, I tried to make ramen in the coffee pot and I broke everything. Great. What about Ron Swanson quotes, Kara? Uh, I've got, there's only one thing I hate more than lying. Skim milk, which is water lying about being milk. <laughs> uh, I've got dear frozen yogurt. You are the celery of desserts. Be ice cream or be nothing. Uh, I didn't write down the exact quote, but when he wrote an angry letter to Canada. How much postage does it take to send a letter to Canada? Who's it going to? Canada. It says, dear Canada. You. And I got, why would anyone eat anything other than breakfast food? People are idiots, Leslie. I I did like when he um, was driving the truck and he got pulled over and the cop asked him for his like um, commercial vehicle license. And it was just a piece of paper saying like, I, I can drive this vehicle. That's when he's, that's, that's also when he's going to bury the pig for the luau. <laughs> I, can do, oh, I can do what I want, yeah. Ron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, Andy going, I had to Jetsons most of the wood, too. Jetsons. <laughs> Jetsons, whatever. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, man. Well, Ron has another one. Like, my favorite one from Ron is he goes, I'm not sure how much money I have, but I knew how I do know how many pounds of money I have. And Tom's like, that is the most baller thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, standard birth control methods aren't useful against the Swanson. Any dog <laughs> under 50 pounds is a cat, and cats are useless. Um, you've actually you've accidentally given me the food that my food eats and my favorite is I'm not interested in caring about people I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name best friend I ever had we still never talk sometimes wait a minute how are we gonna forget his bacon thing 
I want I all the big too like obvious, so I went with other ones. But I put oh, okay. the right it's in it's in it. my it's in my gifts for Ron Swanson is, is the fist pump that he gives when he goes. What you heard was bring me a lot of bacon and eggs, but what I yeah. said was bring me all the bacon and eggs you have, and then he gives that fist pump. I use that <laughs> fist pump a lot. I I do love the um, when he's just picking a fight with the coffee machine. Who broke it? Unless yeah. he's like, I did. No. Who broke it? <laughs> just to get them all. I broke I watched it. that episode yesterday. <laughs> oh. It was getting a little chummy in here. <laughs> I watched that one and then also where he like his tooth came out, but oh. he played along with it and like he pulled it out in a meeting. <laughs> he pulls the tooth out with the Leatherman. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> and then, of course, the gif where he where he gets mad at Leslie for not having food. I think it's the hunting one where he goes, I hate everything. and just runs away like he's a five year old. <laughs> I love that gif. And then my other one is, of course, when he's in his post coital red shirt, Tiger Woods shirt. And he rolls his arms and goes, like, I love that one. Kara, what is your favorite season of Parks and Rec? Uh, so I think I have to go season three. It's got that a lot is... of good ones. Ron's birthday, the snake juice episode, April and Andy's wedding. But I will also give honorable mention to season five, which has, like, Ben and Leslie's wedding, Women in Garbage. Love that episode. It's got so much good stuff. Oh, man. The... April and Andy's wedding <laughs> where he gets married in his Reggie Wayne jersey. It's so good. Uh, I also went with season three. Um, part of it is is cheating just because season three has so many good episodes that I didn't put any of those episodes in my favorite four. Um, but like season three start to finish is is absolutely fantastic. It has the Harvest Festival. It has little Sebastian's memorial service where Ron lights his face on fire and then, and then the very beginning is because Tammy one comes back and at the very beginning of season four where he grabs all of his supplies that he's hit around town hall. He's got the bacon in the ceiling. Uh, season four is also really good. That's the one where Leslie runs for town council and uh, Paul Rudd joins the show for the season. And just the debate episode is absolutely amazing when you talked about um, when you talked about uh, Paul Rudd and just and Brandy Max and. Joan Calamezzo always putting Brandy Max and Leslie on the same team. Season six is also really freaking good. Like when they start in mm -hmm. London, the only thing that brings season six down is because Chris Pratt was filming Guardians of the Galaxy, so he wasn't in it a ton. Um, but we'll talk more about season six here in a little bit when we talk about our favorite episodes. Mark, what about you? What's your favorite season? Uh, favorite season? I, <clears throat> I thought this was going to be hard, but then I was looking up episode segments that I really liked uh, like, um, you know, Ben not understanding Little Sebastian, season three. And then Ron asks, who broke the machine, season three. And Ron and Bacon, season three. Snake Juice, season three. Mm -hmm. Leslie with the flu, season three. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, what? And so season three is, but here's the funny part is, you asked us for our, um, oh, never mind. It wasn't a Mount Rushmore for episodes, right? No. No, it wasn't. I have a Mount Rushmore of episodes, at least. Do you? I, what did I come up with? One, two, three, four. I came up with five. The funny thing is, when I did my top five, there was only one from season three that made it. But season three is easily my favorite season. It's the most consistent, for sure. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Like, honestly, there's not an, a single episode in season three that I feel like deserves to be in the top four for me. But overall, consistency-wise, it is... It is the best episode, but in season four, we can't miss when Leslie's, we talked about it when, when Andy had to jetson the, the wood, but get on your feet. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> it wasn't a long walk, but it was luxurious. 
Oh, it's so it's so good, man. When they're on the ice rink. All right, Kara, your four favorite episodes of the show. I expect we're gonna have some overlap here. I don't know if you said you had not as much from season three, but okay, I have the fight obviously, which is the snake juice episode. Oh. By far the funniest I've ever laughed at any show ever. Uh, it was the first time I saw that show. Uh, hunting trip. Ron getting shot in the head. So good. Uh, I'm going to stay angry. I find that it relaxes me. Pants King. <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've got End of the World, which is the party that Tom and uh, John Ralphio throw at the end of uh, seven, uh, Entertainment 720. Is that the same uh, one where all the where the, the reasonableists are waiting for the lizard man to come down and consume their bodies? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, and then also Little Sebastian. I got that episode of when they Ron getting his eyebrows burnt off and doing that whole Little Sebastian memorial. I expected overlap. We had zero overlap. My Man. honorable mention would be uh, Ben and Leslie's wedding. Oh, there's our first overlap. Mark. There we go. How about you? Um. So for me, episodes. It was London Part One. I just I enjoyed that season six episode one. Um, I had Swing Vote, Season 5, Episode 21. Um, the Emergency Response Episode, Season 5, Episode 13, where they just, you know, it was the test to see how well the city handled an emergency response. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvest Festival, from that's my Season 3 one, is the Harvest Festival. And then, last but not least, The Comeback Kid, Season 4, Episode 11. I will admit... One of my favorite segments from the series is in that. It's when Ben makes the stop motion and he goes, Chris, <laughs> hey, you want to watch it? And then you hear, um, stand in the place where you. <laughs> and he's like, Hold, hang on. Hold on. Someone wrong. Let me play it again. Stand in the place where you. Oh my God. I've spent so much time on that. And it was like four seconds long. Depressed? I'm the furthest thing from depressed. I mean, look at what I've accomplished. Do you see him? Do you think a depressed person could make this? Come back, London, Harvest Festival, Swing Boat, Emergency Response. Those are mine. Like, if I uh, need a good go-to laugh. So I, I mean, at, per usual, I cheated um, a little bit. Mark, you went with London Part One. I just went with London, like the full, the full you both parts. You always take the easy route. The, yeah, the the full both. But I'll go in. I'll go in timeline order. So it's the emergency preparedness one, and then Ben and Leslie's wedding. That's the same two part episode. Uh, ben and Leslie's wedding is amazing, and then Ron punches Jam, and then they get to have the wedding at the end. Like that episode's incredible. That's where Tom drives me insane. Of we open up with a monologue from Hitch just drives me nuts but overall i just love it the london episode is is amazing where leslie sends ron out to the lagavulin islands and when (laughs) when he's like reading when i think it's april's voiceover of the letter that she sent for uh leslie's award and then ron is like without out with the sheep and he has the the staff and everything like it's just so good uh moving up was the season finale for season six it was potentially supposed to serve as a series finale and did a very good job. Most comedy shows have a problem wrapping up the show in general. This show did it twice and did it perfectly. Um, the unity concert, the getting genuine, 
getting Kate Henley from Letters to Cleo to close that loop on how much Ben Wyatt loves Letters to Cleo, oh, constantly wearing her shirt. I didn't That's know a good that one. Oh yeah. So like in the episode where Mark talked about where he's making the claymation, like he's wearing his Letters to Cleo shirt because he always yeah. wears it when he's unemployed. Well, now he's wearing it in that episode because that's the band. And then she like winks at him and he's like, I love you. <laughs> I, man, it's so good. And then Genuine singing My Pony about little Sebastian. Oh, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And then they top that potential series finale with the actual series finale with One Last Ride, which is again in my Mount Rushmore of episodes flashing forward into what happens with everybody it gives us john ralphio going i hope you live a long and happy life and then it cuts to his tombstone that he died in 2022 and it was all an insurance scam but then she, he like smells leslie's hair but then she walks away and he like jumps in the air he gives a like it's an amazing gif where where john ralphio jumps it's that pink jacket that he's wearing i think that's what it is but man it's just all of it is so good. April giving birth and putting the makeup on on her way to yeah, the hospital on Halloween. It's so it's it's all so good. Like like I said, shows like this have a hard time ending usually, and these guys genuinely did a series finale two separate times, and it was it was amazing. So um, those are my my four favorite episodes. But Kara, are there any other episodes you wanted to make sure we called out? Oh well, now I'm panicking. Um, the Bobby Newport one. I don't know if we add that in oh. that was an ad campaign one or campaign ad hi i'm bobby newport my dad is friends with john cougar mellencamp well, that's pretty cool vote for me i really did feel like we left paul rudd out a lot i'm bobby newport i'm not gonna stand here and tell you facts about what i plan to do to help this city vote bobby newport for city council bobby newport <laughs> Oh, there it goes. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we talked about Paul Rudd every so often. <laughs> How relieved he is when he when he doesn't win. And he, mm-hmm. he goes, I'm voting for you, Leslie. And she goes, you're not going to vote for yourself? You can't vote for yourself. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. <laughs> it's so good. I pretty much love every episode of this entire show. One of, The one I watched the least is the Johnny Karate show in season seven. What? That That episode's amazing. The Johnny Karate Super Awesome Musical Explosion Show. You don't like that episode where Mailman Barry comes and all the kids attack him? I think that episode's hilarious, especially all the fake commercials that they did. Like, hire very good building company or don't. I don't care. Kara, <laughs> it's not a top uh, 20 episode for me. Yeah. That makes you feel yeah. better. <sighs> it's just, it's just the, like, I still, like, I, I enjoyed it. It's just the episode I probably watched the least. It's way more interesting than the William Henry Harrison episode or oh, yeah, that one also is or the Morning Star episode. Like neither of those ones Ooh. are that stellar from from episodes or from season 7. Yeah, I had a really hard time with Ron and Leslie not being uh Ron and Leslie. I had oh. I had a hard time with that. It yeah. It comes back around. And <laughs> but when I was watching that for the first time, I was really upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can and that's where I had problems with Brooklyn Nine Nine, like wrapping up, like the whole Kevin and and Holt stuff, like it really uh, it really rubbed me the wrong way. So, like mm-hmm. when they then they lock him back in the office and put on Craig's yellow suit and he plays yeah. the he plays the saxophone to her farting and everything else. Like they they brought it back, but it was just it was it was weird for sure. But they were kind of in a spot where they didn't know season seven was going to happen. Right, they kind of boxed themselves in by flashing forward three years. But overall, like I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was okay. But the Johnny Karate one, like that's seriously one of my favorites. I'm really surprised. Oh, 
Well, there you go. Our last disagreement of the day. But April, April and Andy <laughs> are April and Andy are two of my favorite. There's still characters, time, so. Kara. There's still time. <laughs> Before we leave Pawnee, let's take this last chance we have to hear from our sponsors. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment home, retirement, relocation. With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the World Showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor can introduce you to these communities which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on Shipping Company Podcast Network. Head over to DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com and start living your magical life today. Well, let's wrap up by talking about what this show does best, and that was on-screen relationships between characters. Kara, is there any better relationship on the show than Ben and Leslie? So I chose a different couple. So this, I guess, will not be our last argument. Um, Ben and Leslie is probably the best romantic couple on a comedy ever. Uh, all Ooh. the Ross and Rachel fans are going to come for me, I guess. Yeah, we sure will. I don't. Um, I, no, no, no. Ben, Here's ben the thing. and Leslie's that, way better than Ross and Rachel. They're a better couple than Ross and Rachel. There's no argument about that. So I, I don't see how anyone could argue with that. Thank you, Mark. Um, so I think, yeah, romantically, they're fantastic. Um, April and Andy, obviously a very different couple and very, uh, it just works on all levels. My best couple I went with Anne and Leslie I think that they did such a unique job of showing women friendships in the show with Anne and Leslie and I personally learned a lot about how I want to treat other women uh, from these two characters so I went with them hmm. fair enough I was backing you up about uh, Leslie and Ben though like that it is better than Ross and Rachel I would agree but yes. especially their fetishes like I got you a traditional barrister's wig. Wear it for me. And then, and then the one where she's having to filibuster. The, the one where she's having to filibuster. She's on the skates and Ben just can't handle it. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I I would say, like, I love April and Andy so much. But for me, Ben and Leslie probably is the, is the, it's the top relationship in comic, in comedy television for me. It puts, it puts Pam and Jim to shame. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Yep. How about you, Mark? Yep. Any any good couples on the show? Um, I think probably a really good couple is Brian and Kara doing a random Rushmore. The game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. So for everyone listening and playing at home, Brian is a smarty pants. We already know this. I like to trip him up. And here's a random Rushmore to trip him up. And hopefully Kara can um, upset Brian with her random Rushmore answers as well, because I just enjoy it. 
<clears throat> so this one is not too, too random because, well, one, I'm super hungry as we're recording this. And two, we talked about breakfast earlier. So for the random Rushmore, I'm going to go. You're at a restaurant right now and someone says, what four breakfast items make up your perfect breakfast? You got four options. French, perfect breakfast. French toast, scrambled eggs, bacon, and pancakes. Ooh. Buttermilk Is this pancakes. all at one time? Yep. It's all coming out at once, Kara. Okay. Well, obviously, we're starting with coffee. Um, I'm gonna go bacon, crispy bacon only. You're gonna waste your. You're gonna waste one of your items on a on a on a beverage. That mm. is my absolute favorite thing. Your I am head's a not in the game, beverage. Kara. No, no, no. Here's, hear me out. I am mm. a beverage first person. I will choose okay. a beverage above food almost every time. Iced yeah. coffee or hot coffee? Hot always, and usually black. Um, mm. And I'm gonna go a breakfast sandwich. So on this breakfast sandwich, I want it Ooh. to be a bagel or some kind of like. Good bread. Is the breakfast uh, sandwich eggs. one item? Is she finding a loophole I'm gonna, here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the bagel, four ooh. items on, but in the way that I, I You right, know what, okay, if it's okay, a bagel okay, sandwich, okay, that is technically one item. A bagel sandwich is one. No, no, I'm, I mean, gonna do, it, I'm gonna do three. So it's it's just literally coffee and a sandwich. This is your coffee ideal breakfast. Coffee and a sandwich, yes. But <laughs> okay. the sandwich I wanna have eggs, cheese, and bacon. <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese, bagel. Okay. Oh. Croissant or bagel? Uh, bagel, probably. All right. I'm learning so much about Canadians right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for Canadian me, I'm going to go scrambled bacon, eggs. Bacon. Yeah. Scrambled eggs, uh, waffles, bacon, and um, oh man, French toast with like a whole lot of syrup on the waffle and the French toast. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Sweet. Maple syrup? Yes. <laughs> Can I just say this shouting out to Canadians? When I was leaving the Toronto airport, I just loved how much maple syrup <laughs> there in was. In the airport, right? The, yeah. There's maple syrup candy. Like yeah. It looks like a little maple leaf, and it's a syrup candy. I in just the, loved all of it. In the tourist areas, we really like to trap people with all you that do. kind of stuff. Maple I, fudge, like yep, maple you got, candy. If I... You know, if I was hungry enough, I had my maple candy and uh, tomato chips there, my ketchup chips. I was, it'd have been the weirdest meal ever. But, anyways, <laughs> we're closing um, the loop on Parks and Rec. Wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, Ben and Leslie for sure, but I do love the Chris and Ben friendship. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a wonderful friendship. I, I'm surprised none of us said like Ron and um, Andy. Ron, Ron and Diane. Um, yeah. It, it, when we talk about romantic relationships and Princess Rainbow Sparkle and fixing the pothole, uh, <laughs> that's a Ron that's and a, Diane is a good one. Ron too. and Diane yeah. are a man. I I love when you talk about Ethel Beavers. Where, what is your middle name? Tammy. I'm just kidding. It's Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I just love um, how she can handle Ron, and Ron needs that, and it's it's just too good. And then, of course, we whenever we talk about a show or a movie, me being the number guy, I like to bring up IMDb's. Um, rating of it, and it's gotten over 230,000 um, reviews, so they rate it 1 to 10, and it's currently an 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, it's pretty high, pretty high. I, I gave it a 9, so I went over. I give it a 10. Yeah? It's Kara's favorite, favorite show ever. Ever, yeah. If you could only yeah. watch Parks and Rec 
knowing it's fully completed or Survivor as many times as Survivor Ooh. comes around, which would you rather watch for eternity? That's dirty. That, that's a that's a tough one. I do. I have watched every season of Survivor since it came out. Uh, I would still go Parks and Rec. Forty-one seasons at this point. Yeah, something like that. We're rooting for JD this season on Survivor, right, Kara? We sure are. Okay. All right. Uh, and I another would, guy. I can't remember his name, but yeah. I would say I at the height of the show, I enjoy The Office more than Parks and Rec, but Parks and Rec was far more consistent than The Office for me, especially in the later seasons. Um, I gave The Office an overall a nine point two, so I'm going to give this a nine point oh, nine point one. Like I said, at the height of The Office, I like The Office better, but this show is is consistently better. With about 70 less episodes, that's part of it, too. For me, Parks and Rec is easily a better show and a more favorite of mine than The Office. They're both executive yeah. produced by Mike Schur. If you like these yeah. shows, make sure you catch these and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine! And <laughs> The Good Place, all from Mike Schur. That concludes our episode on Parks and Rec with the creative Kara here, special guest hosting. Let's hear it for our, you know, yeah, audience, let's hear it for her. She gave us a whole lot of fun, hot takes that made Brian um, a little uneasy in his chair, his fancy Feeling chair. Hot, hot, hot. Yes. Kara, if our fans and listeners want to hear more from you, uh, what can they do? I, I know we're going to have you back on our Smiley's Weirdos, so definitely there. Where else can we see more of your world? Um, yeah, go back and watch some episodes of Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. I've been on a couple of other podcasts here and there. Just juicing around is one of them. Um, but yeah, hopefully back here in the future. Well, friends, that concludes this Rewind episode of Parks and Recreation. We thank you, fellow fans and special guest host Kara, for uniting with us here on United We Fan. For those listeners who want to get in touch with the show and stay up to date, please do so. Brian, let our listeners know how to do so. Instagram, United We Fan underscore podcast, or Facebook, United We Fan the podcast, Twitter X at UWF pod. Question mark? I think. <laughs> Thank you again, fans, and listen to us wherever you check out your podcast, but especially on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Till we unite again, fans, remember, bye-bye, little Sebastian. You're 5,000 candles in the wind. Now, the only Wesley. thing I will be waving is your decapitated head on a stick in front of your weeping mother. Good Lord. <laughs>